Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 11th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Thursday, April 11th. Doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? No, but we're going to get to that. So go ahead. Who are you? Okay. And I am uh, Broadway star's James Marino. James, we, we celebrate um, a lot of weird days uh, in the spring. We celebrate uh, March 14th as Pi Day. We Pi. celebrate May 4th as May the 4th be with you. Um we celebrate Eliza Doolittle Day on the 20th of May. Why have we never called today like Information Day? Oh, that's it's, interesting. It's 411, you know? Yeah. What's the 411? You know, I I remember, I'm old enough to remember calling 411 quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but that, that one's never caught on. I, I don't know why that one's different than all these other date number themed days i you know just kind of struck me what's the 411 is has this been uh something brought up on the twitter no just no, i had just nothing else, i had nothing else to banter about and it just struck me huh that's interesting uh, that, i i think we should we should start it happy hey. information day james yeah so matt what's the 411 on scott rudin he's set to produce a mockingbird documentary he is james but unfortunately it's not going to be the documentary that we either want or deserve. Uh. Rudin has announced that the two-hour doc will be titled All Rise, Echoes of To Kill a Mockingbird, and quote, it will be a wide-ranging examination of the novel and its impact, touching on the controversial 2015 publication of Harper Lee's Ghost Set of Watchmen, the 1962 Robert Mulligan movie written by Horton Foote, the play, this one uh, by Aaron Sorkin, and historian Joseph Crespino's book, Atticus Finch, the biography. The film is set to be released in the fall on HBO, James. But what I really wanted, and I'm sure everybody listening really wanted, is a documentary of all the craziness that has surrounded this production, <laughs> from the lawsuit with the Lee estate, Rudin saying that he would stage scenes in a courtroom, which may or may not have happened, to the cancellation of all those regional productions, to the lawsuit with dramatic publishing and the, the Lee estate, that's the real tea that we want, James, not some academic look at the impact of To Kill a Mockingbird on our society, although I'm sure that'll be a great film. But come on, man, give us the fun stuff. You know, I mean, I, I want to know what the hell's going on behind the scenes on this one. But nonetheless, um, I, I'm really excited any time that. Uh, HBO dips its toe into theater. We've seen Netflix do it a lot more, and I'm hoping that with folks like Scott Rudin and Ryan Murphy, who are major forces on screens, large and small, as they continue to kind of shepherd projects from the theatrical world into the screen world, that it you know becomes more commonplace to see a lot more um, productions getting highlighted uh, to audiences that wouldn't normally show up in a Broadway theater. So you know what happened in my mind when you when you said "All Rise: The Echoes of To Kill a Mockingbird"? I don't know, but I'm sure there was a movie in your mind. Well, <laughs> not not Miss Saigon's movie in my mind, but the um, uh, you said that, and I said, oh, you know, if only uh, Elaine Stritch was still around to play Mrs. Henry Lafayette oh. Dubose. Oh, that would be nice. She All would be rise. great. All rise, Elaine, yeah, Elaine Stritch. I mean, maybe maybe put some pants on, but maybe not. <laughs> but could you imagine the additional craziness and? Uh, Hey, oh. is there a um, – on IBDB, can you, like, look up two people and see if they've been in a show together? Yes, there is. It's at the bottom of an IBDB page. 
So uh, I am going to look up Elaine Stritch. And who else? Are you trying to connect her with Rudin? Uh, or? <laughs> okay. Uh, credited together with Elaine Stritch and Nathan Lane. <laughs> did they ever do anything together? I can't think of anything. They did a one-night-only uh, Angela Lansbury a celebration. Ah, That's course. the triangle. Stritch, Lansbury, Lane. That would be great. I mean... R.I.P. Elaine. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess the Kill a Mockingbird thing. Any any time frame on this? Yeah, fall fall of uh, fall of this year on HBO. Fall of this year on HBO, and and why? Why not? Why not? But do you, do you think that he's going to try to film Mockingbird? Um, maybe I could see that happening. I mean, they are, they have announced a national tour. So, um, I don't know if he would do that in conjunction with that or afterwards, maybe get the original cast on film, but I'm sure that there will be, um, scenes or B roll or something of, yeah. uh, 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 of the show in this documentary, which will be really the reason why I watch it. I'm sure. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's move forward into the next uh, story of the day. Critics weigh in on The Shed's inaugural production of Norma Jean Baker of Troy. Yeah, James. Um, we talked about The Shed when this production was originally announced. It is this new arts venue on the west side of Manhattan, basically in Hudson Yards uh, on uh, 30th and 11th. Their first theatrical production is the aforementioned Norma Jean Baker of Troy, which is described as a melologue. It's partly sung and partly spoken, um, and it is based on the ancient Greek tragedy of Helen by Euripides. Helen of Troy launched faced the launch to a thousand ships with a Marilyn Monroe twist. It was especially commissioned from the poet, essayist, and scholar Anne Carson, and written for Ben Whishaw, Broadway's most recent John Proctor in The Crucible, and Michael Banks, the adult one, in Mary Poppins Returns. Um, he plays some sort of academic trying to make connections between Marilyn Monroe and uh, abductees of Greek lore, not just Helen, but also Persephone as well. Um, and then Tony-nominated opera legend Renee Fleming it plays his stenographer, who also does some singing, whatever. Um, theater and opera director Katie Mitchell helmed the project. Now, if you thought that unique construct of a show was bizarre – you're not alone. Um, ben Brantley of the New York Times reviewing the show said, quote, Norma Jean, which is less a play than a staged poem, is the inaugural production at the 500 seat Griffin Theater. And it has the cultural and it has cultural cachet to burn with the added draw of pop appeal. Neither Mr. Wishaw nor Miss Fleming portrays the title character in this equally hypnotic and exas exasperating production or not exactly. Mr. Wishaw and Miss Fleming are, against the odds, marvelous. They somehow lend an emotional spontaneity to ritualistic words and gestures while conjuring an affecting relationship between two people who, after all, don't even exist in Miss Carson's text. Mr. Wishaw's astutely measured metamorphosis here suggests both deep, contemporary personal neuroses and atavistic self-sacrifice. You don't really need to know your classics or even your Hollywood lore to grasp the thematic gist of Norma Jean, which ponders the follies of war-making men and their abuses of women. Sometimes, Miss Carson's conjectures of figures past and present can seem both too obvious and too obscure. The show's surprisingly predictable conclusion lacks the haunting resonance it aspires to. But 
the precise calibration of the physical production holds your attention or held mine anyway, there have regularly been walkouts since it began previews last weekend. So I, I pulled some pieces out of, of Brantley's review, and it just seems like a lot. It sounds like a bit of a mess. Robert Hoffler from The Wrap was quite a bit harsher than Mr. Brantley was. He said, quote, Poor Marilyn Monroe. What did she ever do to end up the object of such absurd debasement in Ann Carson's Norma Jean Baker of Troy, which had its world premiere Tuesday at the Shed, the new cultural center at New York's Hudson Yards? I attend close to 200 productions of plays, musicals and operas a year. Never have I seen so many walkouts in 90 minutes, the running time of Norma Jean, as I did at a preview of Carson's play. That's never what you want to see in a review. Now, Matt Winman. That's not a pull quote that they'll use. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Maybe they're going for something there. Uh, Matt Winman of AM New York uh, did seem to find something more to like about it and saw it actually as a sign of the type of work that this venue will focus on. He gave it two and a half stars out of four. He wrote, quote, despite Wishaw's vocal and physical flexibility, the production eventually starts to feel like a pretentious, rambling bore. Followers of experimental theater may be able to make sense of the piece, however— and fans of Wish on Fleming may also find it somewhat interesting. In any event, it demonstrates the kind of offbeat and challenging work that one should expect to see in the future at the Shed. Um, I was really hoping that this was going to be running when I was in town, James, because I thought it just sounded just bonkers enough to be interesting. Uh, maybe I'm glad I didn't see it, but uh, I think it's really interesting. I mean, this is a new, gorgeous, gigantic um art space that that's going to do more than just theater and they've got a great website so if you're interested in kind of seeing the weird bonkers places or uh, things that this place is going to do i'll have a link in the show notes but uh, i you know i've said i like weird things even if i don't like them in practice i like the idea of people putting them on um, and it seems like they're really going to be doing this at a top level if you're going to have renee fleming and ben wishaw so good luck to them even if this one is driving people out the doors and hordes so the folks over at the shed sent out a press release uh last year that said that Bjork was going to open it oh. and it was uh one press release and never heard from again. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> um, Bjork might have opened it. Um, this was the first theatrical presentation. They do other things there. They have art. No, no. I looked around. I looked around. Okay. There was uh, Bjork never showed. Uh, unless the guys from Men in Black flashed the light uh, and erased it from everything on the Google, gotcha. the Google machine doesn't find it. <laughs> if Google right. doesn't find it. It doesn't exist. All right. So uh, maybe we'll. We'll have to go over to the shed when you uh, get back into town and see if they have any pie. <laughs> okay. I still owe you pie. Yeah, I know. I missed but... you your whole trip. Yes, because li literally, people, this is why James and I never see each other when I'm in town, because James says, hey, I'm going to be in the city on these two days. Let's get together. And then like around like two o'clock on those days, he says, mm, man, I'm slammed at work. I'm going to have to reschedule. And then I never see him. Yeah. Well, you know, my or daughter, you go to France. My daughter had the Beauty and the Beast thing, so that yeah, was whatever. that took over a whole week of my life. You whatever know? excuses. <laughs> hey, she was the clock. She was really good. Oh, that's good, Cogsworth. She was Cogsworth. She was, and uh, I, I I caught her. She's been practicing steps on the palace uh, from Into the Woods. Ooh. She's uh, really 
she's she's campaigning at school to get them to do uh, Into the Woods, but she's 11 years old. I don't know if they're going to pull up yeah. Into the Woods. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe only do the first act. Yeah, yeah. Oh, MTI Junior's got an Into the Woods oh, first act. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, I've got uh, two small things and then one gigantic thing, James. The first is Beetlejuice released uh, two songs from the show. You can listen to Dead Mom and Say My Name. Link will be there if you want to hear it. Um, the other one is from Vanity Fair. They did a great photo shoot um, of the cast and costumes from Town, and talked about how folks like Madonna, Dolly Parton, Huey Long, uh, and the Apocalypse influenced uh, the show. Really great gallery. Go check that out. But then this last thing, James, I I have saved it, but I haven't had a chance to really go through it. But I've just kind of scrolled through this massive thing from um, – the uh, the New York Times style magazine, it's called America 2024. And what they've done is they have asked some of the greatest playwrights, up and coming playwrights uh, and established playwrights uh, in New York theater to write plays about what they think life will be like in 2024. You've got stuff from Jocelyn Bio, Jackie Sibley's Drury, Jeremy O'Harris, um, Terrence McNally, Lynn Nottage, Adam Rapp, Paul Rudnick, Nassim uh, Solomon Poor, Celine Long, Char White, and others. Um, and then they have the text of some of them. Um, and then in some of them, they also have filmed readings of them featuring people like Nathan Lane, Carrie Washington, John Lithgow, Celia Keenan-Bolger, Gideon Glick, Michael Arden, and others. Um, I've watched a little bit of the one with Celia Keenan-Bolger and Gideon Glick, which was by Paul Rudnick, in which they play um, uh, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner. <laughs> um, it is... I didn't watch all of it because I, I was, was very busy on Wednesday, so I haven't dived, uh, dived into this yet, but Dovin, Divin? Um, anyway... Um, it just incredible work. I saw it shared all over the place. So I'm giddy to finally be able to sit down and go through all of these plays, but um, just such a unique piece. And I'm, I'm hoping maybe we'll see these performed on a stage at some point, but super, super fascinating. This uh, times feature. I, I can't even imagine how much this cost them to put together. Exactly. Uh, and this is why it's important to support, media like the New York Times, Washington Post, at all. Uh, who else did, uh, oh, you know, Vanity Fair did the uh, yeah. did the article previously. And at the, the top of the recommendation section, support your Broadway world. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. If you want to advertise with Broadway world, hit me up. I can, I can make that happen for you. you. Hook a brother up. <laughs> 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 all right. What do we have in other news? Okay, just two small things, and then we'll get you out of here real quickly. On Wednesday, the Vineyard Theater announced that they had extended Mara Nelson Greenberg's play, Do You Feel Anger, through April 27th. And the Atlantic announced the initial casting for Carla Ching's Nomad Motel. The Atlantic will stage its New York premiere later this spring. Uh, it'll be directed by Ed Sylvanus Iskander, and the cast will feature Molly Griggs, Christopher Larkin, Samantha Mathis, and Andrew Pang. Additional casting will be announced in the coming weeks. Performances begin on May 22nd and are currently scheduled to run through June 23rd. If you want information on any or all of these stories or links to the New York Times piece, links to the Shed's website, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. 
you see, we got in in under 20 minutes and it didn't get weird again. Like yesterday yeah. was after 20 minutes and things like that. And I said the F word and people started e- emailing me and calling me and stuff like that. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. I apologize to everybody. There. I, got, we should, I, yeah. I got some hate tweets. Yeah. Um, my blocking finger was ramped up. <laughs> but you're not angry. You're not angry. Oh, no. I just, no. I just don't care if you're telling me that I shouldn't worry about... Uh, how large groups of people are offended by something, uh, I'm going to tell you bye, Felicia. <laughs> and my name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday, Thursday with us. And tomorrow is Friday and Matt is going to be with you and I am not. So I will see you on Sunday on This Week on Broadway. We'll talk to you then. 